You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Steve Keister. Steve, thanks so much for being with me today. It's nice to speak with you today, Brainerd. Steve, uh, we're going to talk about your show that is at um, Derek Eller, and, and it's up through February 4th in 2023. Um, the name of the show is Biomeso, and I'd love to walk through some of these works with you. Uh, I, I feel like I should first ask about the title itself, uh, which I have some ideas about, but, but, but tell me about that. We're, we're looking at a number of of animals in this show in, in very unusual materials. But can you tell me a little bit about the, the title? Sure. Um, I wanted to, I wanted the title to be a rather broad umbrella. Um, the, the, the first part, bio, refers to life forms like biology, and meso is intended to refer to Mesoamerica, um, the ancient civilizations of, of Mesoamerica. And um, my, prior, my, prior, my show prior to this one was simply called Bat because the images were, were limited to sculptures of bats. Um, when, I was, I, when I was planning the show, I wasn't sure what, what, an, what all animals would be included, and so I made the title broad so that I could keep working on pieces for the show right up until they were picked up by the gallery. And as a matter of fact, I made, I made the, uh, the, the bat piece in the show the, during the week before the, uh, the pieces were picked up and actually finished it the day, the, the night before it was picked up. Um, well, so tell, tell me a little bit about this process because they're... Um, these are ceramic works, um, and, and and also, uh, I mean, there's, there's a few different things happening here. Um, sometimes it's acrylic on wood or on the wall. So, how are these made? I mean, maybe we can begin with one like Calico Cat, which is it's glazed ceramic, it's acrylic, and it's on on, on wood. This is such an unusual medium, right? It's, a, it's both a sculptural relief and a, and a painting. Mm-hmm. Well. I, I, I call this effect the 2D, 3D effect. And uh, I have to go sort of back to the mid... I have to go back to the mid-90s to explain how, how this approach developed. Um, prior, to, prior to the, the 90s, I, I, I had uh, major movements in my work of, of abstract forms. Um, I was continually looking for new territory to to explore and in the mid 90s I had a kind of a conversion um, from from our art that arts that was based on European ideas to uh, I experienced a kind of a conversion to to Mesoamerican art and the way that it happens is that, as I said, I was looking for new techniques that, to, to explore, and two things converge. On the sidewalks of New York, they, they, the sidewalks are littered with the cartons that, that, uh, that, that hold computer parts, 
And at the same time, my wife and I made our first trip together to Mexico. And I made a correlation between the forms, the negative forms, the void forms in the styrofoam cartons to the, uh, the positive negative release that, that I saw on the buildings and sculptures in, um, in Mexico, in Mexico and Guatemala and, uh, and Copan in Honduras and um, Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, and, Co- and Costa Rica. Anyway, um, so that, 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 estab- that correlation established my approach to, I learned the, the, the techniques of, pros- of, 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 of casting and mold making. And so I collected these uh, these styrofoam cartons that that were ubiquitous on the streets in New York, and I made molds from them, and I I was filtering the forms for the resemblance to pre-Columbian forms, and so over time I built up a vocabulary of of forms with a kind of flexibility that that at one scale something could be an arm or at another scale it could be an eye. And I started combining these forms to make make images of people and animals. So tell me a little bit about that that process. It's fascinating. So you're you're finding um, these these uh, pieces of foam or other thing, and you're making molds with them. I mean, this is I make molds ceramic. Yeah, I, I make molds. You see, like with I, uh, I in ceramics, I arrived at ceramics. To, to do slip casting of the of the forms that I was finding in the streets, so that uh, the, the 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 fact that the, uh, the the experience of finding the correlation between the forms um, it it taught me about about the uh, the, the you know the structure the the, the uh, the, compos- the, co- the rules of composition. It taught me about pre-Columbian art, but also f- because I was finding forms that were not, you know, specifically intended. It for- it forced me to reconfigure. To it forced me to 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 uh, to make these these images uh, not from the not copying from them from the outside, but to recreate them from from the inside. And um, so let's see now. There's a way that this. There's another. So that's connection. a new vocabulary. You you're essentially developing this kind of, of 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 forms that were that were in part dictating how these and, these animals and, and, were, and would appear in the end. That's right. And specifically, the characteristics that the corresponding characteristics of the found forms in the the, the found negative forms the found forms in the styrofoam and the sculpted forms in Mexico, what, what really connects them is the kind of rounded geometry, geometry that tends not to have sharp edges but to have rounded edges. And it's really that rounded corner that's, that's the, uh, you know, that, that this all hinges on. Now, when I make the molds, 
I, I strive to capture as much of the texture, the styrofoam texture, both positive texture and negative texture, uh, to con- you know to continue so so that I, that survives and 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 exists on my uh, on my sculptures. But I want to now I want to address how I got to the um, to the three D two D effect. Uh, my, my wife and I have been visiting Mexico or Mesoamerica on a yearly basis for 25 years. And at the beginning, we made a plan to visit all the major sites. Um, and and we've, we've basically done that, and we've visited uh, our favorites two and three times over so that we've seen the sites themselves change over time. And along the way, I noticed a formal device uh, deployed by by the Mesoamerican artists from time to time, uh, usually on their ceramics. They often have a 3D head, and typically the head will be the handle of a lid, the lid of a vessel. And so the the 3D head is 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 the lid, is the handle, but the rest of the animal is drawn in 2D around the around, around the head on the, on the lid. And I, I, I took that formal device and, uh, and, and I've, I, over time, I've worked several variations. At first, I used paper that was clamped to the wall by the, by the ceramic head. And more recently, I've developed these, these plywood panels that the, uh, the heads are adhered to. And um, that, that that pretty much brings us up to the current show. And so let's talk about the, you know, I'm so glad you went into that because that's a fascinating um, process. So let's talk about some of the works in this current show because they, you know, these are um, a number of different animals. Um, the, the one that first comes to mind is the, is the bat, which is kind of extraordinary. This is a, this is hanging and, um, and is, and is quite different than the than the rest in, in some in some ways. It's not a, a typical relief. It's um it's one of the few in the show, or the only one in the show. Uh, well, one of the few that's actually hanging. It's hanging in the middle of the space. Uh, I mean, I yes, love the one the show forget, was, was laid up. Thank you. Don't forget the little hummingbird. Right, and the little hummingbird. That's why I said it's not. It that's was right. the only one. There's the hummingbird too. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, which I love. I love both of them. So, uh, so the bat, and, and we can talk about the hummingbird too. But the the, the and they're they're built in different ways. It seemed the hummingbird was oh yeah polychrome. And um, but let's start with the with the bat because it's 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 a wonderful uh, look. It seems like the tongue is out and everything seems to fit mm-hmm. in these kind of with these kind of forms that you're using, which are which are so unusual. This is glazed ceramic again and acrylic on wood. But is there mm-hmm. also molds being made here? Only, only for uh, making the head. It, it's as if it, it's like one of the cats with the with the 3D head on the 2D panel, but then the panel is 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 cut and folded into the body configuration of the bat. So the body is all wood, and the head is ceramic. 
And, and, the, and the, I, the fact is, it's, it's, it's an unusual figure in itself. I mean, I don't want to interrupt you. Go on, but the the, the bat is also. I mean, all these animals have their own importance. But yeah, tell me, tell me more about the bat or what you were about to say. Sure, sure. Um, I, when I had the the bat show, did you happen to see the the catalog for the bat show that was on the? No, you haven't actually seen the show, or I didn't see the bat. I didn't see the catalog. So the show, okay. but I didn't see the, the catalog, yeah. So as I described before, it, it was a kind of a dramatic experience making the suspended bat, the last piece for that show. And, and it was a great experience. It, was so, it, was so, it seemed so dramatic to me because I had so little time and I had this idea that, that had, had recently sort of been considering and be, because of, of the short amount of time, I just, had to, I just had to do it. Like I had to find the simplest way and just do it and not worry about it. And so the, uh, the, the suspended bat piece in the previous bat show, it, it added such a jolt to the, to the show that I attempted to, to recreate that experience for the current show, the Bio-Meso show. And... When and I, I thought I, I thought back to the previous experience, and there was a fork in the road. I could have gone one of two ways, and I took the the easiest way the first time. But when when the occasion arose to try it again, I got to try out the second the second uh, possibility, and the way that this current the bat in the current show. Well, uh, well he, these are the ways that it's different from the first one. It's a different head structure to start with. Um, it actually uses the same form for the head as I use in the cats. It has different ears, different mouth, different eyes. It's a completely different head to start with. But now I'm going to say that in the earlier suspended bat, the head is perpendicular to the plane of the body and the body and the wings, they're all flat on a plane perpendicular to the head and hanging in the air. Now, in the bat, on the bat in the current show, um, I start with a, 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 a wooden body with uh, an angle. The head is in a position that's angled to the body. And then the wings are, are, are attached to the body at an angle. At, um, it's no longer, a, the body is no longer a flat plane. The body is a series of, of angled planes. Then, um, whereas on, on the first bat, in the bat show, the, the serrations on the wings are curved. Uh, the serrations on, the, on the, the, the bat in the current show are, again, um, angular. That is, sawtooth, like a sawtooth. And uh, by describing these, the differences between the two, two bats, that's really how the second one got to be that way. 
I took the next step after the first one. I love that. Yeah, that's, 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 um, it's a kind of a wonderful and, and kind of uh, you know, almost whimsical thing, as much as a bat can almost seem menacing. For some reason, it seems um, friendly to me. There's, there's an, another one that, that I loved, Yellow Bird, which, you hmm. know, seems also quite different than the rest and maybe uh, relates to some of your travels as, as well, because this also has a, a kind of an ancient feel to it, uh, um, for some reason, the, the, the dimensionality, the, the kind of uh, small square in the upper left-hand corner. This one seems oh, yeah. different than the rest. Uh huh. Um, I, I would I would account for that difference by the fact that it's an earlier piece. It it comes from an er, earlier group of work. It's it's a it represents a stop on the way to 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 this to to the other pieces in the show. And it's different because it doesn't have the 2D, 3D to the the degree, I guess. Um, It's not like the cats where it just has the the head and the rest of of the body is painted. In the case of the yellow bird, the whole bird is is built up of cast forms. And this is a good example of what I call uh, a ceramic collage. The... uh, the, 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 the yellow forms are adhered to the, the panel um, <clears throat> to, to create the, the whole bird, and then the, uh, the background has the, has the challenge of, of like coming for, having enough, uh, enough going on, enough intensity to come forward and interact with the uh, actual three-dimensional forms of the yellow bird. And so I believe this piece was shown uh, earlier, maybe 2014. I'm not sure about that, in a a different show. Um, And since then, I reworked the background. I painted more on the background. I added the white lines, and and I reworked the painted background to, uh, to make it come up and interact visually with the uh with the yellow ceramic forms yeah and that's, that's how it seems and with those lines it, it has a sense of of movement as well um yeah beautiful work in this show steve uh for for those listening of course it's it's still up if you're catching this before the fourth of february and you can see it i, I want to ask you one more show one more question which is um you know a little off topic before we go, but I'm always curious, what are you reading at the moment? I'm currently reading We, we Contain Multitudes by Ed Yong. And it's an amazing, amazing scientific analysis of the way other animals uh, apprehend the world and the way that the senses have become so incredibly specialized in order to to uh, allow the, 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 the animal to, to, uh, to, to, to get food and exist, uh, to, 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 uh, to actually be a, a predator and avoid being prey. And that's We Contain Multitudes by Sarah Henstra. Ed, is, that, is it? Hi. The author is Ed Yong, 
And that's Y-O-N-G. And Young, okay. Thank you so much. It, it's been wonderful talking with you. I want to wish you well on this show. I, I really appreciate you talking to me about this. And uh, I just want to thank you so much for talking with me today. Well, Thank you, Brainerd. Thank you for your interest in my work. It's usually kind of easy to get an artist to, to talk about, the, about their, their work, and it's been fun speaking with you. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. <laughs>